We are live. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to the Spartans Update podcast. This is uh, episode, I actually don't know, 22, 23? 23rd. 23, episode 23. We'll be discussing today uh, Tasa Liga final, the Vitoria Guimarães game, modalidades, our transfers. But before we get into all of that, uh, let me introduce the panel, the squad, starting off with uh, Steph. How are you doing, Steph? I'm doing pretty good, man. I woke up today and I looked at the uh, the uh, major Portuguese papers, and guess what? We're in first place, so I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. And also, our guest, a regular current guest, uh, is Bruno. Bruno, how are you doing, Bruno? Oh, I'm okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, uh, let's just get into this right away then. Um, on this on on Saturday, we uh, we played Vitória de Stubal. Or Vitoria Football Club uh, in uh, the Tasa Liga final. Uh, I'll just give you our, our starting 11. Uh, we're starting off with Rui Patricio Annette, uh, Cristiano Pecini, uh, Jeremy Mathieu, Sebastian Coates, Fabio Coentrão. Our midfield was William Carvalho, Bruno Fernandes. Uh, then on the wings, we had Ruben Ribeiro and Brian Ruiz. And then up top, we had Freddy Montero and Baz Dost. Uh, so, uh, Steph, I'll start with you. What did you think of the game, Steph? Well, um, like, uh, like we predicted, uh, the game, uh, was going to be a tough one because we thought it's too for some reason. Every time they play against us at Teco Mejalva, they, they always, <laughs> they always play an amazing game. It's unbelievable. Uh, Sporting came in a little bit, uh, I don't know, slow, uh, no speed. A good explanation is because Justin Martins is uh, he, he has a, a tight injury, and uh, we lost that speed. So we were very predictable. Uh, Sporting uh, was trying to play in a pragmatic way, controlling the ball, uh, and uh, that, we're not that kind of team. Uh, we have players that can hold the ball, but we, we need we need to play. You know, like we always played with speed, but we didn't have. Like I said, Justin Martins and Podence. Podence is also injured. So we lost all of our speed. And uh, Stubal, they had the better chances of goal. I'm going to speed up a little bit. Um, and um, in the first half, they were better than us. We we were slow, predictable, and not ourselves at all. Second half, we, we got better. Um, and I think the reason why, it's because uh, we... Basically, Brian Rui Acuna um, came came into the pitch, and that, that was a, a huge difference. Um, I have nothing against Brian Ruiz, but you know, same player as he used to be. So when when you put Brian Ruiz on the left wing, basically you leave. And because of that, uh, he's, he's a phenomenal player. And he, he was having, you know, uh, a field day with Brian uh, Ruiz. Um, it's in the first half, it was unbelievable how he won the ball and, and then he pivot. It was a beautiful 
gol foi muito consentido, muito consentido. Vai a West, Tubal, play the rap, with the 1-0, and try and game with 1-0. And then finally, penalty, Baja, especialista in penaltis, he scored the goal in an amazing way. Uh, and then, you know, we went to penalties, and uh, and that was better. We had a, a couple more change, cha changes of chances of doing we didn't score them. It's a lottery. Take a penalty, but on, on luck as well. And we, after that, was very happy of the season 2017-18 and we earned it we did go with uh, the, all the competitions domestic competitions uh, and I'm talking about uh, a cup that uh, possibly nobody remembers uh, at Tassin Perio uh, we're the only ones that have that cup anyway so uh, So, uh, big day for Sporting, and we deserved it. It's been a while since we left their trophy. Epa, and I'm, I'm very happy, and I, I, I lost my voice. I was freaking out. I was telling my wife, leave, leave the living room. I'm watching the game. I told my kids, shut up. You know, so but very, very happy, but that's all. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, Bruno, what did you think of the game? Give me your thoughts. <laughs> Contrary to what we did against Porto, uh, we went we entered soft in the game uh, against Setubal, and uh, we gave a breakthrough. The best thing um, was that the team gave a good response in the second half and came to the equalizer and deservedly won the match on the penalty shootout. My heart shaked a little bit when, uh, in the moment, William Carvalho. Start walking to the decisive penalty, but yeah, me too. It's the most important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the more the same for me. You know, first half, I don't know where we were. I don't know if it was uh, some of the changes that you know that JJ made. Uh, you know, I, 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 when Freddie Montero was was at Sporting with JJ, I wasn't too convinced with him as a second striker. I'm still not too convinced, but, you know, hopefully as time goes on, he adopts that spot well and, and gets better there. You can tell we were missing Jelson or even Povins, uh, like like uh, Steph said. But uh, at the end of the day, we, we were the deserved winners. Stubal only had really that one chance that they scored that, um, you know, and then maybe they had a few more chances in the first half after that, but nothing really threatening, nothing too crazy. Um, but yeah, and then afterwards in the second half, we, we really put our game in. Credit to uh, Bataglia and Acuna who came in um, from, you know, not their best moments of the season. Came in and, and did a great second half and, and really pushed us to, uh, to the win. Uh, clear penalty, Basdos puts it away as, as he's been doing most of the season and since he's came in. And then in the penalties, I was just like Bruno, you know, I, was, I, was, I even tweeted. If, if Stefan Coates and, and uh, William Carvalho take a penalty today, I'm getting the first flight out of Toronto to, to, to beat up George Zouj. But uh, you know what? I'm glad, it, I'm glad they both proved me wrong. You know, William 
has had a curse with uh, with penalties for the last few years now. But uh, he buried an important one for Sporting, and you know I couldn't be happier. It was it was a great uh, it was a great it was a great victory for us, a great trophy to win for us, at least uh, in the early stage or the latter stages of the season. Uh, anyways, uh, I'm gonna ask you guys what you, your who your man of the match was, um, and who your you think the worst performing player for Sporting was. So Bruno, I'll start with you. Who did you think the best player was and the worst player? Uh, good question. Against Setubal, <laughs> against Setubal, the best was Dust. I don't know. And uh, the worst, uh, maybe Montero to recover. Um, and Brian Fuiz, they, were, they weren't uh, at their best. Yeah. All right. And Steph, what did, who do you think? Oh, uh, without a doubt, one one uh, I have two worst players, and then uh, and then uh, one one uh, two two uh, good players. So Brian Ruiz definitely and Piccini with the bo- the with the worst players for me. Uh, I think Piccini is just because he's exhausted, he's tired. Um, so as as we saw yesterday against Vitor Guimarães, Ristovski played. And that was a smart move by JJ because uh, Piccini looks looks really really miserable. So he needed the rest. Then Brian Ruiz, you know, I mean, um, I'm okay if he comes in for 15 minutes or 20 minutes, but for a whole game, um, you're leaving uh, Fabri Cointrão at mercy. So and then the best players for me was uh, Bas Dost and Rui Patricio. Uh, they were both uh, phenomenal, especially. Uh, uh, Rui Patricio in the uh, penalty kicks and Bas Dosti in the penalties because he scored two. He scored one uh, that tied the game and one uh, when, when it was the, the shutouts. So that's it for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with the both of you. I think the, the worst player was definitely Brian Ruiz. I think Freddie Montero also really had a bad game, but, you know, he still has a lot to adapt to. The, the team has changed. Um, you know, some of the ideas I think have changed. We're not exactly playing with front two like we, we were when he was first at Sporting or when George Dush first came to Sporting. We're playing more with a number 10, I think. Um, but yeah, our worst player, I think, or sorry, our best player, I'm going to go, I'm going to give my our man of the match to Bas Dost, two decisive penalties. And, you know, he was always itching for the goal. He was always, you know, fighting for it. Um I, even the one on the the handball for the penalty, he was the one that won the header first off. And I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think he got the shot off too, where the the um, what was I think it was Puruwski or whatever his name is mm-hmm. uh, stuck out his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know he won us the penalty. I think uh, uh, another you know he wasn't our man of the match, but Kuintrong also had a really good game. I think too, uh, most of everything that was coming from was coming from the left uh, with Kuintrong. But uh, so yeah, so credit to both of them. And, uh, yeah, anything else you guys want to say about the Stuball game? Or? No. Uh, I think you said no. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Uh, so let's, let's uh, cover last night's game. Um, I'll give you the starting 11 again. It was Rui Patricio and Net. Uh, the first change was Christovski at right back. Then Sebastian Coates, Jeremy Mathieu, uh, Fabio Cointreau. And then we a midfield of William Carvalho and Bataglia. 
Bruno Fernandes on the right sort of center with Ribeiro uh, and Marcus Acuña and then Bastos up front. And uh, I'll start off with you, Bruno. What did you think of the game yesterday? Uh, it wasn't an easy game. Um, Vitoria players were very focused and uh, very good defensively, compact. And uh, without Jelson, we suffered a little bit to, to cause uh, problems in, in uh, a defense. It wasn't even he had the, uh, the possession and arranged uh, a source to to score the goal and that important thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steph, what did you think? Well, uh, we, were, we were expecting Jimenez to come to uh, Stade Zavalat and uh, basically uh, play in a low block uh, counter attack, and uh, that's, that's that's basically what they did. They have uh, they have uh, you know uh, fast players like Rafinha, Urtago, Talu, uh, Sturgeon um, up in the front, and they proved yesterday that you know uh, that they were dangerous. I mean, they had a couple chances of uh, of goal, uh, nothing uh, like um, eminent. But they, they, they did have a couple shots at the beginning of the game. Um, you, you know, I mean, they missed the, the, the target. That's good. Rui Patricio defended one play at the very beginning. Uh, but then Sporting, they kind of took control of the game. But we couldn't score it in the first half. We didn't create a lot of opportunities whatsoever. And then uh, towards the end, uh, we, we, uh, we created some, uh, some great opportunities. I remember one from... Uh, from Brun says that he shut off the post, and then uh, another one from uh, uh, Brun Fernandes, uh, a great defense uh, by by the goalie, and then uh, another one from Dumbia. Uh, it was totally one on one with the goalie, and the goalie did better than Dumbia. And then uh, the amazing uh, kick off the box outside the box from Acuna. What a what a kick and what mm -hmm. a, de a defense! What a save by 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 the by the Douglas, the, yeah. the goalkeeper from, from Guimarães. And then, you know, you know, if, if you persist in and you, if, if you insist, you will get in your way. And uh, uh, guess what? We had a little bit of a uh, French, uh, you know, a touch. And uh, our my man, Jeremy Mathieu, scored a beautiful goal, just like a Punta de Lanza. And um, I was very happy. You know, again, I, I was like, I was screaming like crazy at home. I mean, I even curse in uh, Portuguese, English, and French all together. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I, I speak French as well. So everything comes out when I'm pissed. <laughs> so, ganhamos o resto conversa. I don't care how we win, but we got to win. Uh, these, these teams uh, from um, the fourth position down, uh, I'll, I'll say the three top teams down, even Braga plays this way against us. I, I don't want to give any kudos to, to Braga, uh, os Lampins do Norte. <laughs> uh, but uh, every team is going to start playing like this. We saw Benfica losing points uh, at Bolognese. I mean, after a gift given by Brun Paixão, uh, gave them seven minutes. Don't know why, because yesterday, as you could see, we got five minutes of stoppage time, and that was it. It was five minutes on the dot. 
So I don't know what's the, uh, pers- the, the preference given to Bifica and Porto, because the Porto game had nine minutes of uh, stoppage time. Um, if it's stoppage time, it's stoppage time. You don't put additional stoppage time on top of stoppage time. Now, the game never ends. So, anyway, but Sporting scored. We won. It wasn't pretty, but fuck it. We won. We got the three points. We in first place. And, and uh, you know, that's that's way, that's the way we got to play from now on. But uh, I can wait for Jesse Matisse to come back because we lack of speed. And or Prudence or both of them together because, uh, and we'll talk about it later. We tried to get Rafinha from Guimarães, but Guimarães were not flexible at all. And uh, I'm guessing that the administration of Sporting Assad couldn't find a, uh, a a player at the last minute. And we we tried Nakajima from Portimonense, but they wanted like 10 million for 80% of his pass. Toma looks okay. So, <laughs> So that's it. About the game, I'm happy we won. We're in first place. And that's the way we, we have to play against these teams because that's the way they're going to play. I bet you uh, on on uh, Sunday at 1 p.m. when we play against Studio, 1 p.m. our time, 6 p.m. in Portugal. When when we play at Studio, they're going to play the same way. Low block, counterattack. So might as well get used to it. And that's all I got to say. Yeah, yeah. Um... I agree with you 100% as well. Uh, you know, we weren't we weren't at our greatest yesterday, but at the same time, we were also uh, facing a team that that was defending very well, that was very compact, that wouldn't let anything go through. Um, in the first half, especially, we we were also our biggest enemies. As you know, we were mispacing passes. That final ball wasn't there. Uh, we would switch to the other flank, and it wouldn't go to the player that we wanted. Um, uh, you know, I th- the, the the first half was really frustrating to watch because we do so many good things and then just ruin it right away. Uh, Guimarães were really good at the, at the counterattack as well. Credit to them. Uh, I mean, they had that one or two opportunities in the in the first half. There was one, um, and even and even Rafinha had a decent showing. He just never put the shot on target, uh, and he never really had a pass to go to. Um, but you know that front, that front three of uh, may, maybe not so much Talo, but uh, Rafinha, Talo, and uh, Sturgeon. Uh, you know they did decent on us against in the in the counter attack, especially Sturgeon. I think he had a really good game. Uh, there was that one opportunity. I think it was Juan Arelu, uh had a nice shot, but Patricio just it was straight at Patricio, but it was really hard, and you know Patricio was there to save it. Um, but yeah, at the end we deserved the win. The second half we were much better. Um, I, I enjoyed a lot the, the performance of Acuna. I think he was really good. I think, you know, the first half, everybody was misplacing their passes. I think Acuna obviously has a lot to improve and could have done a bit better, but I think he also had a decent first half. That shot that almost went in, oh, my God. I was yelling at the TV. I was like, no, don't do that. And then I seen that, and I was like, oh, puta que perio, como é que isso entrou, you know? It could have been it could have been the goal of the season. Um, you know, but uh, for sure, Mathieu was... Was was uh, was there just a few minutes later to bury the goal? Uh, the thing I liked the most about Mathieu as well was throughout the game, uh, especially in the second half, you could really tell he was really pushing us forward. There was a a few times where he won the ball in 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 in, in Guimarães's half, you know, pushing a bit forward and and really playing the ball through, trying to connect well with with Quintrong uh, and Aquino on the left. Um, so you know, I think you know I enjoyed that a lot from Mathieu. He deserved that goal. He deserved to be that the winner for us. 
And then, uh, you know, yeah, I, I think I think most of the players were really good. I enjoyed Ristovsky as well. Um, you know, he has something to say now. I think the last few games, Pacini's been playing really bad. So I think Ristovsky can push on and maybe start for the next few games until Pacini maybe gets, you know, gets his mojo back, if you will. Um, and yeah, and, and hopefully, I'm not too sure. I haven't heard much about it yet. I don't think anything's uh, really been, been given out. But, you know, hopefully Bastost is recovers quickly and and you know recovers well and hopefully it doesn't take more than a game i hope he's back if not against the studio hopefully next wednesday uh for the pass the portugal against porto um but yeah i uh you know it was good that we won we needed to win with with our rivals both dropping points uh befica who who scored a, a free kick two minutes after the fact but whatever let's whatever we can't dwell on that porto who who scored an offside goal and didn't get the, the 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 three points that they needed? We needed to jump on this opportunity. To, uh, Sporting teams in the past wouldn't have, and and this year we have. So credit to Sporting. Uh, did you guys want to do player ratings, or do you want to just give your man of the match? What do you think, Steph? Yeah, the man of the match, the worst uh, player, and then the, the rating for for George and then right. the, the whole team. Yeah. All right, then let's let you can start that one off. Then, who do you think the man of the match was, and and who do you think the worst performer was? Well, mo- most definitely the man of the match for me for Sporting was uh, uh, Jeremy Mathieu. Uh, I-, I saw it the same way as you did. He was pushing the team, pushing the team. He scored the goal. He was amazing defensively, and you know uh, it's 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 a like a a, a breath of of uh, fresh air uh, having uh, Mathieu in our team. But I think now he realizes that, that wow, Sporting is a big club because, you know, he played for Barcelona, a mega, mega big club. But I'm pretty sure he didn't know much about the uh, Sporting history and the Sporting culture and the Sporting fan base. And I think he's, he's realized, wow, I'm playing a, in a big team. Uh, just for example, yesterday we had a total of 42,757 uh, uh, fans at the uh, Giselle Vallad. So, and uh, our average has been around 42,000. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and just to put in there, that's on a Wednesday night too. That's, yes. That's not typical. A late Wednesday night. Exactly. Late, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, we can, uh, we can ask Bruno, what time did the game finish in Portugal? Oh, very late. Uh, about um, 11 uh, and... Uh, Quarter p.m. Eleven, mm. eleven p.m. So imagine if you if you're a friend from Guimarães, you you get back to Guimarães at quarter manhã, four in the morning. So <laughs> if you gotta go to work, you know, don't even sleep. So congratulations to Liga Nós. Yeah, they they really great in uh, in promoting <laughs> Liga Nós. Really outstanding, <laughs> amazing. Uh, but you know, and then uh, the the worst player for me. Um, um, I don't really have one. Uh, the, the whole team was decent. Uh, for me to just uh, pick one person, uh, I, I just can't. Uh, the whole team was decent. Um, so I don't have a worst player. Uh, as far as JJ, the, the, the tactic for JJ, um, I think that was the only tactic he could use. He used a 4-4-2. Uh, to use a 4-3-3, you need speed. We didn't have speed. So, so I understand why you use the tactic and the the overall performance by the team, uh, you know, on the scale one one to ten, I'll give it an eight. 
because we got to do much better in finalizing when we create change, chances of scoring goals. And that's it. All right, fair enough. Bruno, what do you think uh, the man of the match, worst performer, Jarzuz, yeah. and uh, the team overall? Yeah, for me, the the best uh, the man of the match was Jeremy Mathieu as well. Uh, decisive, not only for the the goal he scored, but also for the ex excellent attitude uh, throughout the match. Uh, always looking to pull the team forward. Defensively, he was also always focused and uh, irreproachable. Uh, it was definitely the man of the match. Uh, Quentrão and Acuña were very well too. Quentrão, once again, he gave everything between the four lines. A lot of perseverance. Always available to leave the skin on the on the field. And that's the, the attitude we want for the team. Acuña, despite not having the... Despite not uh, on his best uh, physically, um... He always managed to be one of the most influential players on of the team when things are not taking shape uh, with his strength and delivery to the game. Uh, once again, decisive with an, an assist for goal. And uh, I think Dumbia, uh, he entered uh, well in the game. He was dynamic, looking for spaces in the back of the defense of Vitoria Guimarães, uh, man managing to do it successfully a few times, uh, where he had an e excellent opportunity of goal. Um, it was near, but the most important of all was the 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 goal of the Matthew, the Matthew's goal. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what did you think of uh, Jorge Jesus? Do you think he got that right? Do you think he could have done better? I think he did well uh, due to the physical limitations of the players before and during the match. Yeah, uh, fair. And just Sporting overall, what did you think of Sporting? A 10 out of 10 if you had to rate them. Uh, a 7. Uh, by the, the effort to win, not by the the quality, but uh, I like uh, attitude. And in the past, we played very well, and uh, we didn't achieve the the victory. So, like uh, Union de Madeira two years ago, and uh, it's better in the end. It's better to to play less better, but but win instead of losing. Playing really good football. Yeah, 100% agree with you. Uh, and even an example of that is, you know, Portugal maybe played one of the ugliest types of quality of footballs I might have seen over over the years. But we won ourselves the Euro like that. And uh, so, you know, and, and, and credit to Sporting, it wasn't pretty. But the fact that we got the job done, as I mentioned before, on where a team typically like us always you know, fuck it up on, on situations like this. Um, you know, it, it's refreshing to see. It's good to see. Uh, but yeah, anyways, my man of the match, I'm going to agree with all, with the two of you. It's going to be uh, Jeremy Mathieu. Uh, you know, defensively solid, pushing the team forward from the back, uh, scoring the goal, really showing his experience, really showing 
why Jorge Zuz and Sporting Scouting and Bruno Carvalho put our faith in him and, and buying him this summer. Um, but uh, I'm also going to give a special uh, a special mention to to Acuna, who, like you said, wasn't the best physically uh, in the past few weeks, but uh, nonetheless, he played him. He played a great game today, and even when he got subbed on against Stubal, as we mentioned earlier, he had a great game. Uh, so a special mention to him. Uh, I think our worst player, if I had to pick one, it would probably be um, Freddie Montero or Ruben Ribeiro. They both went kind of missing in the game. Uh, Ruben Ribeiro wasn't, I don't know if, uh, from what I'd seen at home, uh, what the commentators were saying, uh, Jorge wanted to push him out right. Uh, he just wasn't connecting that well, and um, but whatever, He's he, they're both new to the team. Montero also wasn't connecting well with the team and all of that, but uh, hopefully with time they, you know, develop their game and, and get a better understanding of the whole squad. Um, Jorge's tactics, I think, I think he got it right for the most part. Um, my only complaint with Zorzuz is uh, he should have... I mean, it, it wasn't a big deal. It was only a minute in. But if, if it's true that Bas Dos was saying he didn't want to continue and he couldn't continue, you don't risk him. You don't put him onto the field, even if it's for a minute, to, to, to see. You know, I, I think he knows himself better than anybody. And he's probably one of the... You know, he, he, he would try to play through everything, I think, with the, for this team. So... If he says he couldn't, then he couldn't. That was my only complaint. So I, I'd give him, I'd give Jorge Zuz really a nine out of ten. He did everything right. Bruno Cesar came in and, and did good. He hit the post. Uh, Montero, it was a good idea at least. Maybe didn't work out as well. Dumbia should have scored a goal, but didn't. But Dumbia did well in the game. Uh, so Jorge Zuz to me gets a nine out of ten, and the team, the team get a seven out of ten because they didn't play well. They weren't at the races, but you know it was good enough for the win, and that's all that matters by me. Anyways, Bruno. Tell us uh, what happened over the Spartan universe with the modalidades. Uh, football Feminino will play this Sunday against um, Braga. It is a very important match. Uh, I think if we win this game, the title is ours uh, with more or less difficulty. About futsal, uh, now there is a, a stop for the European Cup. Portugal did well in the first in the first match, and uh, after the the end of the of the, the European Cup, Sporting will play against Benfica, and Sporting uh, should do a good result to restore the the confidence of the of the team. After the the loss in in the in the final of the the league cup, about uh, okay, Sporting must win. Uh, in my opinion, Sporting must win every games until the decision against the big opponents. The last three fixtures, uh, starting with a victory this week against Grandla. About handball. Uh, the same, we must win uh, against Boawara with a good result to to go to the Dragon Caixa in the maximum levels of confidence and re to reach a good result and continue in the top of the league. About uh, volleyball, they are doing well on the, on the top of the league too. Uh, the new players who came in the transfer market, brought uh, 
very good quality to the to the team more than we had before. And about uh, table tennis, we did uh, we did a great result against Romain, and unexpected uh, first loss of uh, Aruna Quadri. But uh, after that, we we won the the three matches consecutively, and uh, we will go to France with an uh, with a advantage of three one. So. If we win two, two matches, we will reach the semi-finals of the Champions League, which is an awesome achievement for the, for the modality. All right, perfect. Uh, Steph, do you have anything to add about modalidades? Is there anything to say about anything at all before we get into maybe the transfers? Yeah, uh, so the modalidad, like Bruno said, the only thing I would like to talk about uh, is that uh, the ladies will play against Sporting Braga. We have five points ahead of them. So let's say mm -hmm. if we do lose against them, we're still two points ahead. So the idea would be to win. If we tie, we basically we basically guarantee the uh, the Liga uh, Alliance. Uh, but because uh, the next tough team that uh, we have in the Liga Feminina is uh, Estoril, no, Bruno? Other than that, uh, all the other teams, you know, they they don't have the financial means, they don't have the conditions, so they do the best that they can. So that's why I've said it, uh, you know, a few times. If uh, I would love to see Football Club Porto and Benfica uh, invest in the, the female team because that would be good for the league. Um, besides that, uh, in volleyball, like Vroom said, Uh, we in first place. Uh, Benfica already lost three times. We only lost one time. So basically, there's only seven games left. If we win all the games, we, we already played uh, Benfica uh, twice. The only tough game that we might have, it's uh, Sporting Espinho. Besides that, uh, we already played Funt Bastard, Castel de Maia. So volleyball is looking really great to win the title. So... The next seven games, don't, we only have one tough one, and the other ones, you know, uh, they they we should win them. That's what I mean. Um, okay, in Patins, we're doing well. Uh, we bounced back twice against Oliveirense in the last game. Uh, we we won again, so we're just one point behind the uh, Sporting Lisboa Benfica. Last but not least, Futsal, they won uh, yesterday, yesterday against Romania 4-1. That was a great game. Uh, best of luck to our boys, to our national team. Um, here in the United States and Canada, we, we follow uh, all national teams, so we're pretty mm -hmm. much in tune with what's going on with futsal. Uh, the next game will be uh, on uh, the 4th uh, against um, Ukraine, Ukraine, which is a difficult game. The, the reason being is they have a whole bunch of players naturalized from Brazil. So you figured that shit out, but that's the way it is at futsal. Uh, yeah, in all the modalities, we're doing great, a great, great job. Table tennis, we won against an, an European champ, Champions League champ. I never thought we could win. We could actually go to go go to uh, in the second game. We could lose three two and still make it because uh, we won three one. So we could lose three two and make it. So I hope we do. Teams uh, make it muito tosa. So and uh, that's all I got. I'm very proud of my sporting all the modalities. Uh, overall, we're doing a great, great, great job. And uh, the uh, sporting football 
uh, I don't mean to go all over, but the reason why we're playing the way we're playing is because George Jesus just stated uh, on the flash interview, El Quero Me Equipa Italiana. And that's how, we, that's how Italians play. Pragmatic, cold, ca the uh, calculistas. And when we score, we score, and then we defend. So, so far, so good. And that's it. Yeah, uh, perfect. Uh, the only thing I want to add to that is just uh, Tom, you know, the Spartanistas like me who were born and raised outside of Portugal that maybe can't watch all the modalidades. If I had to suggest one, it had to be the Futebol Feminina. Uh, if you can find a stream or somehow have the channel, I encourage you guys to watch it. Uh, over you know the past two years, especially last year, it was a it was a big rivalry against Braga, and uh, I'm sure it's going to be the exact same. And of course, winning against Braga would would be a big achievement for us, as we would look on to to probably winning the league again. So uh, good luck to the to the ladies, to the Leoj, and uh, and yeah, uh, let's talk about or actually just before the transfers, just a little quick update that I just seen here. Uh, Baz Dost isn't looking likely to play against. Istoril, and uh, he's still in doubt against uh, against Porto in the semifinals, which uh, which isn't good. Um, anyways, let's talk about the transfers then. Um, I got a list here of who came in and who came out. Uh, so we bought Ruben Ribeiro from Riwav, Misik from uh, Rajcek or Rajcheka from Croatia, uh, Wendell from Fluminense. Uh, Freddie Montero from Vancouver Whitecaps and Lumor, the left back from Portimonense. Exiting was Yuri Medeiros uh, on loan with an option to buy from Genoa. Alan Ruiz to Cologne. Mateus Oliveira to Guimarães. Tobias to Nottingham Forest and Jonathan Silva on loan for, to Roma, but they have an option. They have uh, they have to pay the mandatory fee of uh, five or six million, I believe it is. Um, I guess I'll start off with this one. I think uh, I think Sporting had a had a good transfer window. Um, it wasn't an, an exceptional transfer window. If, you, if if we look on it overall, including the summer, I think we did have an exceptional one. Uh, if we look to specifically to, to January, I think um, the loss of Tobias and not really getting that backup like we wanted it to be uh, uh, Marcelo from Riwav is you know a little bit discouraging. Only having Three center backs, but with that being said, the, our three center backs are all exceptional. Uh, even Andre Pinto, who hasn't played as much, has more than you know, is more than capable of having a starting spot. And you know, he, he's a quality center back, so I'm, I'm confident in the three we have. I guess maybe that's why we didn't go after another one. Um, you know, at the addition of Misik, who we still haven't seen anything of, or you know, a lot of us still don't know what he's capable of, at least. Uh, you know, maybe that one's in doubt, but uh, he looks he looks to be a, a, an exceptional player. I think if the fact that we were looking into Misik to replace William uh, earlier in the season, I think that that's indic indicative of, of his quality and, and, and his style of play and, and what he can add onto the team. Wendell, 20 years old from Brazil, who's done a lot of good in Brazil, Still has a lot to learn, of course. As George Zeus said, some of his tactics are, are like ch speaking Chinese to him. Uh, but I think he, he can turn out to be an, an exceptional player. I mean, we beat teams like PSG to get him. Um, so, so the fact that, you know, we got Wendell, I think, is a plus. Freddy Montero coming back to Sporting, you know, as sentimental as it is, it's still a good, a good buy. He's still a player that, that has an eye for goal, that, that loves scoring goals, that... You know, that's his bread and butter. He, he did it in the MLS with Vancouver. He, 
he did it in China and he did it when he was here in, 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 at Sporting a few years ago. So I'm, I'm almost certain that he'll do it again. And, uh, you know, he seems to be our good luck charm, really. He, he you know, we won the Taça Portugal with him on the squad. Now we won the Taça Liga with him on the squad. Uh, so just for that alone, I guess it's a good buy. And of course, Ruben Ribeiro, you know, he, he's a good player. He was an exceptional player at Riwav, one of the top players in our league this year. So it was a great buy from him as well. Once I think he adapts to the, to the system of Zarzuj, he'll probably, you know, give us a lot more than what he has so far, even though his first game, you know, already with an, with an assist to Bas Dost, I think there's many more to come. And then from really the exits, the only one I'm really sad about is Yuri. I, I hope, I wish Yuri got a bit more of, a, of an opportunity to play at Sporting. I think he, he has the potential to be a really good player. But at the same time, it's a good move for him in his career to, to get some more minutes, to get some more playing time, uh, to really develop his game. And, and as we've seen from Bruno Fernandes, you know, Italy is one of the better uh, countries in the world to really develop your game tactically, technically, um, you know, just to understand your whole, the, whole, uh, the whole way of, 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 of your play, really. That's, that's really my only... My only, uh, my only sadness about the team, the players that left. Anyways, Bruno, uh, what do you think about our transfer window? Good, bad? What do you think of the players we got in and the players we left and the players that left? I think it was good because uh, in the in 2015 and 2016, the years before, um, I think we committed uh, huge mistakes, like. Uh, Trading um, Montero for Barcos and some stuff like that. And uh, this year, I think we improved the team during the this transfer uh, market. Ruben Ribeiro can bring uh, quality to the team, coming from the bench, uh, in my opinion. And if the possession is a very good player. Uh, Mizic, I don't know him well. I think uh, the staff and the scout knows uh, what he's capable for. And uh, I expect good things from him. Vendel is, uh, is a very good player with a lot of potential. And I think uh, he can be... Uh, an important piece for the team this season. Montero is good to to have him back. I think he's uh, away from his best uh, physically, but if he recovers and and uh, how can I say, and if he establishes uh, and connects with the t with the movements of the these players, the new players that. Uh, you don't know. I think he can be very good for the team. And about Lumor, uh, I think um, he's very good offensively. He needs to work defensively. He's um, similar to Ziegler when he came to Sporting, but uh, he's the youngest mm -hmm. and um, has more potential than uh, Ziegler. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The points. About the exits. I think uh, Yuri, uh, um, it's a shame, a pity to, um, for him 
didn't do the same that uh, he did in other clubs. But uh, it's better for his career to to go to Italy. I think he he will do a great job in uh, in Genoa. Alan Ruiz, I think. Como é que eu posso dizer que peca por tardia? Que é uma merda e que good riddance. Exatamente. Pronto. And Mateus, uh, Mateus can uh, can play in Vitória more than uh, he was playing in Sporting. To be a, it was Jonathan. Uh, it was a very good thrills uh, from Sporting. I think it's it. Uh, we gain quality in this market. And uh, about uh, the centre back. We have two, uh, three players, and I think in case of emergency, um, Padinha can play there as well. Yeah, fair enough. Or even uh, Petrovic. I know uh, George Jesus spoke on it yesterday. He said on the and even on the the preseason he played Petrovic at center back. So I guess that's not bad either. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Steph, what do you think, buddy? No, man, you guys said it all, man. I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> uh, you guys were right on the money, but uh, you know, Lumor from uh, Portimonense, the left back, that 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 was a good move because um, uh, we needed to compensate for the loss of Jonathan Silva, uh, which that alone was a really good sell. I mean, we sold him a, a player that just came back from an injury. We sell we sold him for six millions. <laughs> we can't complain about that, you know. Uh, so that was an excellent move, Misik. Uh, like uh, like you said, Dan, that's uh, predicting um, what you know uh, a future sell from uh, William Carvalho. So we just been um, uh, proactive. We are already thinking about 2018-19. So that's a, that's that's a smart thinking. Wendell is 20 years old, but <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw it on the news. Inter Milan tried to get yeah. him on a loan. Uh, for a million, and then uh, on a uh, on a uh, buying clause uh, for thirty million, and of course, Sporting was really smart. They, they said no. For God's sake, he didn't even play one game, and they want to buy him. Take it easy. Ruben uh, Ribeir, mm-hmm. we got him because he's in full rhythm, knows the Liga Nash quite well, and he'll be help very helpful for for Sporting. Because he knows Liga Nós, he knows all the stadiums in Portugal, he tem ratice de jogador senior. So he's not a, a young buck, he knows exactly how to play. Ele sabe cavar faltas. He's a good experienced player. Uh, I know uh, Sporting Gises, we sometimes we're a little bit impatient, but let's give him some more time uh, because he's a good fit for our team. Monteiro. Uh, it's not that he's, he's playing bad. He just got to the team. He hasn't played since the 3rd of November. He needs to acquire rhythm. Being fit is one thing. But then uh, if you don't play in a, in a high competition level, then you lose that rhythm. That's it's, it's so important. And when he left Sporting, it was a totally different team. So this is different teammates. He'll be gelling soon. We just need to give him time. Um, and then... Um, Two more players that you guys didn't talk about, but we already acquired them, was Rafinha. He's, he's already a, a sporting player 
beginning this summer for 2018-19. And Marcelo from Riwav is also our player. Uh, the only reason they didn't come to Sporting now is Riwav. They were not flexible. And I understand because uh, if I'm the coach of Riwav, I'm talking to my president and I'm telling him, hey, listen, I need this guy for the remaining of the season. Yeah. Uh, they kept him. They were not flexible. And, and Rafinha Pedro Martins, he said the same thing. Hey, my president promised me that Rafinha wouldn't be able to do it. And that's what happened. He, he stayed. I mean, I, was, I really wanted Rafinha to come now just because of the injuries we've had with Podence, uh, his, uh, his ankle, um, the Brazil Esquerdo. And then um, uh, Justin Martins uh, is right tie. And then both of them, we still don't know when they'll come back. And like he said, Dubaj Dosh just got hurt. Uh, he's, he got a conclusion on his uh, rib cage. So he's going to miss Sturil and perhaps the first game that Tassa Portugal contra Football Club Port. He's so my merda. That's not good. Um, so they need to do something. I don't know. Like... Uh, I don't know if you guys watch uh, the uh, cartoon characters from France, uh, Asterix and Obelix, when they have the little portion. They need to get something from Montero or something. Um, but an interesting uh, um, stat on uh, on record, and I don't like when they pull a stunt like that. So they put some numbers together, and they said Sporting spent thirteen million point four, and then uh, we we sold and uh, we got back only nine million. Point nine, but that's not true. Uh, our good friend JP on Twitter, uh, Mr. Uh, P- Peter Tree, he put some numbers together, and these numbers are from the transfer market. So uh, the Epica 2017-2018, the acquisition. Uh, so the place we bought was a total of 44 million 26, but uh, our sales were 58 uh, and 43. Thousand uh, dollars. Mm-hmm. So, so we talk. We're talking about a fourteen million dollars uh, positive. So, you know, I hate when Hector Abuelo joke. They put numbers together, but they they don't do it for the whole season. So, why am I bringing this up? It's because Brunkerwald is in his administration. They're doing a phenomenal job in managing Sporting, and again, we'll be positive in the third in the third quarter of the year for sure. Uh, so, you know, don't look at the record and the ball. They, they put fake figures all the fucking time. Uh, you know, I hate that. And mm. uh, la- la- last but not least, we tried to get uh, Nakajima uh, through Portimonense at the last minute. We tried until the last minute. Sporting over $7 million for 80% of his pass. Uh, even Tulona player, Portimonense said no. Uh, they wanted $10 million. They said they, uh, they had better offers from teams from Russia and stuff like that. So, so Sporting said that's our limit. We're not g- going to give you more than that. But at the same time, I understand Portimonense. Uh, Portimonense, if they sell Nakajima for 10 million or 12 million, so Russian team in the summertime, that pays for the whole budget for the whole year. Yeah. So, so I understand Portimonense's position. And, um, and I think that was the last, the last print from Sporting to acquire someone to, to um, not to replace, but to. To basically have on the bench if somebody gets hurt, like uh, Jelson Martins or Podence, because now we have no speed whatsoever. Unless, unless we we go to uh, the B team, uh, and that that'll be a question for Bruno. Um, Bruno, which which players do we have in house that could fulfill the need of speed that uh, Sporting needs? 
Uh, in my opinion, maybe Rafael Leão and Jovan Cabral. But Jovan, uh, Jovan Cabral is injured. And I think Rafael Leão needs to, to grow. To, to not be thrown to the, to the flames so early. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with I you. Agree. Because, because o Benfica and fez o mesmo com o miúdo. Como é que ele chamava? So... Ah. No, no, no. He, he, he was good uh, in the sub sub uh, U17 and we won the European. Uh, seeing is at the end. And that could have happened to Rafael Leon too because they tried to put him in the, in the first team, uh, A squad, and then uh, they almost burned the guy. So you're right. You're right, Bruno. I mean, we're doing good by Rafael Leon. Uh, what was the game that he played against? Was it... Um, I, Casa, Casa Portugal. Casa Liga, yeah. Casa against Portugal. Portugal, yeah, against uh, Oleiros, or what are they called? Yeah. He played, no? Was... He played. That was good for him to play against the lower league. That's what I mean. He's that. not ready yeah. for that jump up yet, but it was a good way to show Jorzuz what's on the B team and, and how he can play and how he can move and all of that while not playing, you know, bigger opposition and stuff like that. And not to mention he came on when the game was basically was basically done. So yeah, I agree with 100% with you Bruno. Him and But him but he's been, he's been playing for the B team too. He, he actually yeah. scored some good goals for the B team. But uh, let's not forget that the uh, our uh, under 19 they qualified for the playoffs in uh, the youth league. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah, so they he still he still uh, you know very important to the U19. Uh, I would like them to be champions of Portugal again, even though they're struggling a little bit in our division, but it's not a big deal. I mean, now it's just the qualifying phase for the, uh, uh, for, for the uh, Campeonato Nacional. So it's not a big deal. We could actually finish fourth and still qualify. So, so it's not a big deal. And, and we, we will play against uh, the title holders, uh, Salzburg, in the Yacht League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah, it wouldn't be easy, and uh, it's very useful for the team. They if won. We, they they yeah. won the last one, didn't they? The last youth youth. Uh, yeah. League Cup yeah, yeah, against Benfica. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because Benfica has gone twice to that final, and they they lost twice. Yeah. yeah. Sporting people don't know it, but they did go once. So you used to call next generation. Yeah. yeah. Next gen. Yep. And yeah. we lost. That's when Bruno Carvalho was in the U19 team. But, and we lost that final. Yeah. Okay, so all right. uh, go, go ahead, Dan. No, is there anything else you guys want to add? Anything at all? Anything you guys found interesting or didn't get in earlier in the show? Well, I'm going to ask you guys a couple questions. Um, so um, I'll ask the question, and whoever goes wants to go first, go first. So um, if you were jo- JJ, George Zeus. What would be the solution against Sturil to uh, acquire speed for our team? Uh, honestly, I'd, I'd, I'd play the same way we played against against um, against Guimarães. I think Sturil, credit to them, you know, they, they did well against Porto and all that. I don't think they'll be as compact or as good defensively as Guimarães were, or as organized as Guimarães were. Um, I think I think we have the good idea of you know Bruno Fernandes in the middle, 
Ruben Ribeiro and Acuna out wide, Bataglia and William in the midfield for now. Maybe Dumbi up front. He adds a bit more pace than uh, than Bas Dos does. So I'd try that out. Uh, I don't think we have to change up much. And and of course, Kristovski on the right. Kristovski, especially in uh, the Gimenez game, you can see how much he was pushing forward, how much he was really attacking the play and, and trying to push the team forward. He was like a right back, but he would still be like a right winger at times. So uh, I think I think just just the change of Dumbia, just because Bazdos is injured, I think should be good enough for each studio. Bruno? Yeah, uh, I agree with Daniel. Um... The pitch is smaller uh, st- uh, f- from Sturil. Um The size. Yeah. Um, and uh, we need... Uh, and we need uh, more quality to earn some spaces. I think yeah. uh, we can play uh, with the same uh, 11 uh, due to, um, to that... Uh, Issues of the field because uh, it's a low size uh, pitch, and um, we need uh, strength with Batai and uh, William, and we still need uh, players good on one to one to to earn some uh, faults and some some kind something like that to to earn opportunities to score. And uh, like uh, Daniel said, uh, Dumbia can explore the the back of Sturil. Okay, yeah, that that sounds good to me. I, I feel the same way, exactly the same way. For our listeners, there's something I would like to say. Uh, Brun Brito is actually from uh, Portugal, and uh, he was watching the game yesterday at José Alvalad. How was the experience, buddy? How was... I still don't know, believe it or not. <laughs> I still don't know the experience of watching a game of Sporting at Alvalade. I've seen my Sporting play in Agda because I'm from Aveiro. I've seen Sporting play at the Estadio Mário Duarte, o Estadio Valinho de Beira Mar. Yeah. I've, seen, I've seen Sporting play at the uh, Stadium of Harrison, New Jersey. I've seen Sporting play at the Meadowlands. But I've, I've you know, very, really sad to say, and it breaks my heart. But next year, you know, I have everything coordinated to go see the the game of Cinco Filhinhos com o pai, com o filho, and uh, hopefully some family members from uh, from Gafanha da Boa Vista. So, uh, but how is it? Uh, the emotions, uh, the flags, the foguetes, o fumo, o espetáculo, a cantar o mundo sabe, o ambiente do do pessoal de Sporting. How is it? It's a wonderful experience. Uh, happily for me, uh, I watch sporting games in the stadium since uh, since my my four uh, four years. I've watched two times in the the last uh, stadium of a lot, the old, the the old one, and uh, here it's a different. Uh, it's a big difference. I was in the. Um, inauguration of the stadium it was such a big experience to watch uh, cristiano ronaldo uh, doing magic against the <laughs> powerful team of manchester united yeah and, and now it it's a uh, a little bit a uh, little bit different because uh, with more games we 
we know how to to contain a little bit more uh, the emotions but uh, in games like yesterday it's impossible our heart to be faster and uh, we start uh, a pill of nervous it's it's not easy so so um describe describe the moment at Avalad when uh, Jeremy Mathieu scored the goal uh, the stadium explodes <laughs> sure. uh, the other said uh, we were uh, winning the Champions League but they are worse than us and uh, it was we were uh, uh, how can I say we were uh, screaming for uh, for a goal who means a victory, a probably, a probably, probably a victory. So, so that's why we explode that way. It's passion, It's all about passion. Football is this. That's the, the essence. So, we were feeling um, the experience of other games that we, we create a lot of opportunities and we didn't score. And this time, when uh, we saw the the ball in the in the goalie and Mathieu uh, running and uh, commemorating like that, we simply explode and uh, it was a great moment. Better in the end uh, when the three points come. Okay, now did you see uh, Fabrice Cointrans' reaction after he, uh, Mathieu scored the goal uh, when he? When he got down on his knees and he started punching the pitch? Uh, I didn't repair, uh, sincerely. I was... Yeah. I Too was, busy uh, hugging the next person beside you, huh? <laughs> I was uh, giving, <laughs> shaking heads and yeah, giving exactly. up to everyone. I was simply... Yeah, out of me. It was a great moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, uh, how was the feeling of uh, before Mathieu scored? Uh, how, how was the feeling of a lot? Was it uh, the pessimismo or like, I meu Deus, quando é que vamos marcar? How was the, the uh, uh, you know, I, I want to know the before and after the goal. High tension, big pressure, uh, starting to get stressed, but. Uh, <laughs> Really, really bad. Desperado. Uh, yeah. And I'm young. So, uh, the, the old guys. <laughs> the old guys were, were completely insane. In the, in the way, but yeah. uh, after the goal, they were... Uh, and uh, we shake hands. We, we did the party the best way. And then suffer, uh, suffering again uh, for the remaining uh, nine minutes or ten yeah. until the end. And uh, when the, the whistle come, it was an explosion of, of happiness. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine because me at home, I, I was like, oh, my God, I was so desperate, I'm telling you. Uh, but you know, uh, we have a question from uh, Bruno. Um, 
Nat Brunbrit Brun from uh, Maryland. He's been with us on our podcast quite a few times. He's uh, basically one of us. Uh, and the question is the following, and I'm going to ask you both the question. Who needs to start in place of Bas Dost and will will be able to keep first place without him and Jelson? Dan, go ahead, Dan. Um, listen, I, I might have, you know, you might say, oh, this guy has an agenda against Dumbia. I just fully said before, Dumbia, thinking, to be honest, thinking about it, it could be either or, Montero or Dumbia. I'll say Dumbia for, for now. Uh, Bastos is only likely to miss the two games, one against Porto, one against Istoril. At least the next game against Istoril, I think uh, Dumbia should be re should be replacing um, Bastos. He just shows that he had a bit more to his game. The only thing that worries me about Dumbia is uh, his finishing. It hasn't been, hasn't been good enough throughout the season, but uh, we'll see. I I'd say Dumbia should be able to replace Bastos. And of course, we can keep first place. Um, at the end of the day... We're we're only facing Porto for for Taça Portugal. We're not facing Porto or Benfica for uh, the leagues. I think if we were facing them for the leagues, maybe we'd have a bit more to worry about. But even still, on the big games, uh, Bastos has yet to. I mean, aside from a penalty scoring, he has yet to appear. So, I think we should be fine uh, so long as Istoril loses against us but beats Porto in the second half. Uh, we'll be fine in first for a little while. Okay, so Brito, what do you think? I, I agree with Daniel uh, to replace Bastos, uh, say Dudumia, because it's in a better, uh, it's fit, or, uh, it's in a better form than uh, Montero. Can you order pizza? Uh, in the right side, um, Podence, if he's if he's uh, re if he's recovered from his injury, but uh, if he don't, maybe. I will try to to change Ruben Ribeiro and Acuna during the game to to provoke um, new movements and uh, confuse Sturil uh, defense. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. Me, I think without a doubt, it's going to have to be Dumbia. Montero is still not uh, up to speed, but uh, uh, because it, it could be Montero, uh, we're not going to put Rafael Leão on the spot. It's too, he's not ready for those kind of games yet. But uh, don't be surprised if we see Dumbia and Montero up front because Montero is a, is a great supporter of the striker, and that's uh, that's what he tried to do in, in the last game, George uh, Jesus, by putting Bas Dost and Montero together. So that could be a possibility. But yes, Bruno, I think we will. I'm pretty sure. No, Uto Bruno, the one who's asking the question. I'm pretty sure we'll keep the first place without a doubt. Um, yeah. You know, we just have to be cool and uh, and we'll find a way to win. Uh, if Bastos can play, he can play. I, I'd rather not play with him and fix him up so he can be good for the rest of the season than just gamble and then he, he, he then he'll have a. Uh, a longer stoppage, a, long, a, a bad injury, just like Jesse yeah. Martins. Jesse Martins, I think it was George Jesus pushing him to the limits. Uh, the, the medical staff knew that, George, that uh, Jesse Martins was, was, uh, was hurt. Even on the newspapers, and uh, the sporting uh, uh, newspaper said that Don Tartaro Jesse Martins com pinças, meaning yeah. that uh, he, he, was, uh, he was pushing him too hard, and he pushed him too hard. So he broke. 
so now the next, we have two more questions and then that's it. How do you guys rate Ruben Ribeiro? So, Ruben Brito, I'll let you go first. Uh, in the in the game or overall, the... as 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 far as him being a Sporting player so far, he already played four games. So uh, he handles the ball well, plays very well bit, uh, between the the lines, but uh, sometimes Sporting need uh, to play more aggressive, and uh, he's good in some moments. And the other moments, the the team requires an, another ki uh, kind of player. So I think he will be uh, valued for the team, but uh, it depends on the characteristics of the of the matches that uh, we are playing. Well, I agree with you. The only thing I see. Um... I see a weakness on Ruben Ribeiro is uh, it's in uh, defending. He's not a, a great, he doesn't drop back quite enough, uh, fast enough, like Jesse Martins. Uh, we, we saw Jesse Martins uh, playing as a winger, como um extremo, e só atacar. But then, since JJ has, uh, uh, has uh, uh, been the uh, sporting coach, he molded him to be a great extremo, but also to get back a defense and assist Piccini or Ristovsky. And that's where you see a more complete player as far as Jesse Martins. Now, the only thing that Jesse Martins is missing, it's finishing, is his finish. Besides that, he's a, he's a complete player. And Ruben Ribeiro doesn't do that quite as well as Jesse Martins. He forgets to drop back and help Piccino or help Fabio Cointran because he could play both wings and he could play a uh, in the middle too and up front uh, next to Bajdos. And that's why JJ acquired the Ruben Ribeiro because é um jogador muito polivalente. Pode jogar em em todas as posições da frente. And um, that's to answer Bruno's question. I think Ruben Ribeiro is a good fit and then on a scale of 1 to 10 I'm going to give him an 8. Uh, Dan, what do you think? Um... I'm going to, uh, maybe I'll be a bit harsh. I'll give him a six only because my only issue with Ruben Ribeiro is one, the defending, as you said, but he also gets lost towards the second half. Uh, you know, against this Petit de Javs, he had an, inc an incredible first half. Second half, he, he sort of disappeared in the game. Um, the game after that, I think it was Maritimo. The first half he played very well. And then even though we were, we were no, no, not Maritimo. It was another team I can't remember now. But second half, he kind of disappears. That's my only issue with him. Um, of course, I expect him to get better. I think he will get better. I think he is a good fit at Sporting. Uh, once he integrates the squad, once he, you know, gets accustomed to Jorge's ideas and the team's ideas, I think he'll be better. But as of right now, uh, he's been impressive, just not for a whole game yet. So I'm just going to give him a six. Okay, sounds good. So I got uh, another question. Uh, he would like to know what's going on with the uh, Podence. He keeps on. He said he keeps on, on hearing his heart, and I, I'll answer him first. Hey, Bruno. Yeah, he's hurt. Uh, his left uh, ankle, so that's why he has been playing. It has nothing to do with JJ. Podence has been hurt because I'm pretty sure if Podence was available, he would have played in uh, in uh, Justin Martin's place. Yeah. So, so that's for that. So now um, I'm going to ask the last question of the day. And this question is tricky. 
I'm going to put both of you on the spot, okay? Uh, I'm expecting Brun Bree to, to, to know a little bit more than you, Dan, just because it just came out on the news. And now I'm going to ask you guys, if you guys were Befiquistas, okay? I know you're not, and that's a good thing. For this. <laughs> if. <laughs> so, but this is, I, I just want to see how you guys think, if you think the same way as I do. The case that's going on called Luxus, L-U-X, okay? O Bruno Brito, eu acho que ele até sabe mais que a gente. I've been keeping up on the Portuguese news. Uh, it's in regards to Luis Felipe Vieira, and uh, has nothing to do with Benfica in this specific case, uh, but it involves the president of Benfica, and because of that, it brings the Benfica name into the mix as well. If you were Benfica, so what would you like to see happen? Bruno. <laughs> okay, it's easy. Segunda then. divisão, caralho. No, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, let's let's flip the scenario because I saw both of you confused. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, let's say if it's Bruno Carvalho in the uh, being being accused wow. that uh, that uh, they basically saying uh, that he's, he bribed uh, o juiz, o Rangel, uh -huh. não é? Yeah, yeah. Para obter favores à custa de filho. So, sim, sim. É uma coisa assim que envolve acho que 12 pessoas, não é? Mas o filho, o filho diz que, que era, para o, era em benefício do Vieira, disse que não era para ele. Ah, que era para o ainda é, é pior. Ainda é, é pior. Empurra. Ok. So now, if, if this was Bruno Carvalho, me, I'll go first. This is what, this is what I would do. If, if my president was was uh, involved in such a corruption scam and bringing the sporting name into into a llama like he's doing, I, I would I would tell him to get out of my club. I would tell him I want you to ask for uh, to quit. I don't want you in my club anymore. Do you think the the Bifikisha's fans are capable of asking for such a thing? Mm. Only the, the true Benfiquistas, not the Lampions, and there are too many Lampions. So it, it is quite difficult to push Vieira away from the club. Uh, there was a, a good candidate for, for them, Bruno, Bruno Carvalho, not Bruno de Carvalho. And Bruno Carvalho um, is constantly um complaining against against Vieira and uh, um, he mentioned a lot of facts and uh, the um, the media just ignore him because uh, Vieira controls everything and uh, okay. so that's why it's very difficult to to push Vieira away from the club Okay. But, uh, Dan, do you have anything to say? No, I think you guys hit the, hell on the, the nail on the head. Um, if this was happening in our club, uh, you've seen what we... I mean, Guzing Lops obviously was for different reasons, but you've seen what happens when, you know, a, a president of ours doesn't follow our nosso valores, you know what I mean? We, we want them out right away. Um, so I think if this was in our club, I, I don't think we would be able to stand for it. If I was a Benfiquista, which, thank God I'm not... <laughs> Uh, I would definitely want him out. Uh, you know, the, the fact that, uh, you know, 
we we seen what what would happen even at Porto. Pinto Costa was was you know revered throughout Portugal for a little while, but then you know once the scandals came out and once it was confirmed, um, Pinto Costa hasn't been the same. I think the same will happen to, to Luis Felipe Vieira, and and you know hopefully hopefully uh, you know the the truth will come out. And um, if I was a Benfica for sure, I'd want him out of my club. I wouldn't want a a, a man. Uh, bringing bringing a name or the the team that I love through the mud, you know what I mean? Mas graças a Deus, não nasci Lampião. É que é mesmo. Yeah, no, you know. É verdade, é verdade. And the reason why the reason why I brought this up, that's the reason why I I, I needed to bring this up. It's because we uh, uh, I know Benfica sometimes they 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 pull the trigger really fast and they say, oh, vocês também já tiveram envolvido com corrupção, and we never said we weren't. But Lucas Cardinal, if you if you look at the, uh, you just have to Google it, Caso Cardinal, and we'll, it will come up. It's not a secret. It's available to the whole world. Sporting foi absolvido. So Sporting has nothing to do with it. Uh, but the 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 way we behaved Sportingistas, not, not only f- from Lisbon, but from, from the whole nation and from overseas, just like me and Dan, that sure. we, wanted, we wanted Cristóvão out of Sporting. We stripped his cartão socio. That's the way sporting cases are. If somebody from our club is involved in corruption, and let's say we win in titles, we're not going to say, epa, this case can titles slish. That's not us. Sporting cases don't want that. We want these people out of our club. And we did that with Cristóvão. We did that with Gudinho Lopes, another piece of shit. We did that with Bigodes, que foi para Angola. Os, os benfiquistas e portistas, eles é que são malucos da cabeça. Because they think we are like, like they are, but we are not. We are a totally different fan base. We have we classy, we are a lot smarter than them, and we don't want to win com batata. And that's, and that's been my struggle with benfiquistas and portistas. Because if you look at benfiquistas and portistas, Olympians e tripeiros, they have, they have Luis Felipe Vieira, which is totally corrupt. Not only him. Paulo Gonçalves, Pedro Guerra, and so, and so many other names. The whole administration is corrupted. The, the emails, they keep on saying, until proven, we're not guilty. But it's just too many. I mean, we're talking about 10,000 emails and a lot of things that came out. It's been proven that it might be true. So with that said, me, I knew a, a few basic cases like Cynthia from Tiki Taka, for example. She says, no, I would love to see all these people out of my club. And to Benfica and Portistas, because Portistas are not any better. O filho da puta do Pinta Costa, in the 80s and the 90s, foi o que fez robô, robô, robô. He's more corrupted than Luis Filipeira. Or they're both equally the same shit. And he's still at Porto. So to all Portistas out there, why would you support such a corrupt figure? And to all Benfica, why would you uh, uh, support such a corrupt figure like Lucho Vieira? If you want to regain your name uh, as a Sporting Libos Benfica, you need to kick these people out. That's the only salvation for Benficistas. It will, it will be, for this, for the whole thing to stop, it would be to fire Lucho Vieira in the administration, get a new president, a new administration, and then you'll regain the respect from Sportingistas and uh, and from other clubs. And the same thing goes to Porto. Until Pinta Costa is there, I have no respect for Porto. I, I respect, of course, the institution and some personal friends of mine 
and my nephew is also a portista. But as far as putting Pintecost in a pedestal, saying he's the best president uh, of their history, it's actually embarrassing to say such a, th such a thing because he was so corrupted. We know all about Casa da Fruta, prostitutas, orgies, threesomes. E quem era para pronto, também levava na peida. Mas pronto, o Luís Felipeira, to all Benfica, to finish with this topic, the only salvation for, for the Lampions uh, or our neighbors next door that's going to circular is to get rid of him. That, that's how I see it. Yeah, well said, Read well up. said. Yeah. Do, do you guys have anything else? Uh, you said, I agree with you. Uh, when uh, something like that happens in our club, we repudiate that uh, actions and we kick them out. And, and some fans of Benfica and Porto, not all, of course, uh, prefer to win uh, without uh, ethic and uh, no matter what, they don't care. They don't have values. And uh, that's the difference between us and all of them. We, in general, repudiate and do the maximum to erase, uh, to erase them from, uh, from our history yeah. because we write uh, with that. So that's why we are the best club in Portugal. Without a doubt, and uh, I totally would uh, your assessment and, uh, you know, uh, Every time I hear somebody says, and I, now I tell them, now we know why. Because you didn't win. You, you bought the championships. That's a big difference. So that's, that's why Benfica Porto, they, they kept on winning, winning, winning. And we didn't because they had an upper leg buying the referees, buying Scal's Linha. But, the, you know, they went to the extremes to do so. Look at the scheme but that Benfica has. Holy shit. That's why they call them a povo because it has several arms and shit, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, they, it was all the way on the top of the politics. We, we're talking about judges, lawyers, police officers, police judiciaria. It, it's, it's, it's really deep to, to, to break the, the whole thing, the whole, the whole scheme. It takes time. And, you know, and I, don't, I, have no, I have no confidence in the Portuguese uh, justice system. No confidence in the Portuguese de maneira alguma. É mais corrupt than certain países do terceiro mundo. And, uh, I just hope that uh, somebody from police judiciaria are serious, doing their job, and they find, you know, a smoking gun. And uh, I, I don't wish for Bifica to go to the second division. I don't think that would be a good thing for the country because uh, Bifica does a lot of good things. They have uh, the youth teams. They have uh, a lot of modalidades. They, they, they do give a lot of jobs to people. So I don't wish that. My, my biggest wish would be uh, uh, the administration and take away the titles they won in a corrupting, uh, corrupted way. I'll, I'll be content with that. Uh, I don't wish them to actually go to the second division because, like I said, and I like to emphasize it, 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 it won't be good. I mean, imagine what, uh, having a championship sporting Porto only, it, it would kind of suck. Um, I know they are rivals, but I use common sense and it would affect a lot of people. And uh, that's all I got to say. Yeah, my only thing to that is uh, 
I do wish them in the second league only for the simple reason that if they can do it in Italy, if Italy there's repercussions for your for for your actions and for your corruption, there has to be the same for for Portugal. I think the just thing would be second division. Um, second division, Benfica, if they have the massive, if they have the fans that they do have, they won't be affected by it too much. They can still give back to the to the to the uh, community, and at the end of the day, they can you know. Whether it's one season without them, it's I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think Segunda Liga is, is is fine for them. I think they should get relegated, but that's that's all. I, I understand your point. I agree. Like I, I you know I agree with it to a degree, but I also think that if if what's true, if what we believe to be true, if what we I'm almost certain is true is true, then and it becomes out and goes to the public, then they should be. But you know we'll see what happens until then. Okay, that's all right. it. Anybody else want to add anything else? You've said all. Foi um bom podcast. Thank you, Bruno, for joining us. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, all, all of you, uh, for the invitation. It is a pleasure to be here with you guys. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. It's, a ple our, it's our pleasure, buddy. Steph, thank you again for another wonderful podcast. I was the host for once. It was cool. I, you'll, do, you'll do it more time. And uh, o maior e será sempre Sporting Club Portugal. Yeah, exatamente, exatamente. I just want to end off with one thing. Viva o Sporting Club Portugal, caralho. Sporting sempre. É exato. Sempre, pá. E o resto é conversa fiada. Há que ganhar contra o Estoril na bancada que não está a cair. Na outra não. Yep. <risos> Cuidado, ao brito. Se fores ao estudeiro, não te sentes na bancada que está a cair, meu. <risos> é melhor ficar em casa a ver o televisão. Vai tirar uma foto para fazer o pino. Ou se não, vais lá com, com um saco de cimento e vais-te pôr lá o pilar, ou oh, caralho. Vou com calça de treino e meto o gorro. Pego num balde, ah, vou, vou aqui para um balde de massa. Então... Mais nada, eu ouvi dizer que o Pilar foi abaixo porque um, um adepto do Porto uh, ele confundiu-se com o Orinol e estávamos já no Pilar e deixou aquela merda toda. Foi <risos> ok, guys. Pronto, so, uh, viva o Sporting com Portugal. Best of luck uh, against Turil. Ah, by the way, last thing, the prediction. What do you guys predict? 2 ah. mm. nothing Sporting, easy. Yeah. Sim, 2-0 também. Posto okay. um 2-0. 2-0 ou 3-1. Quem marca? Uh, Bruno Fernandes, the first. And then uh, the equalizer for Sturil by Lucas Invergelista or Kiriaco. And then uh, on the second half to, to test our heart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been the norm. Uh, <laughs> one, two, one by Coates and three, one by Seydou Dumbia. Okay, what about you then? Uh, it'll be Bruno Fernandes. They'll be pressing. Freddie Montero will come in and he'll score the two nothing. Okay, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two nothing. Uh, um bombaço do Bruno Fernandes que bem da rua and uh, I'm going to say Jeremy Mathieu off a corner, another header 
And I'm going to go a little bit beyond because I know the next the next podcast will be possibly a week from today. Yeah. So on the yeah. on the Porto Sporting para primeira mão da Taça Portugal, I think it's going to be a tie. I think we're going to play a low block counter attack, but we still don't have our top guns. So mm -hmm. it's going to be a tie zero zero zero. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. We can. Uh, I was thinking uh, we can play. Maybe we can play a little bit different uh, with um, Piscini on the right side and the Ristoft here at the uh, at his front. Mm -hmm. Because Ristoft, okay, yeah, is very good uh, attacking. Yeah, yeah, attacking, and uh, he can support um, Piccini uh, against Brahimi and Alex Stelz. Yeah. Alex Tell is explained phenomenal. Um, okay, so guys, um, I think um, to finish up, I, I really think Sport is going to win in Porto one nothing com gol todo cagado e o caraco, mas vamos ganhar um zé lá. But that's it. That's all I got to say. Uh, boa noite to Portugal. Uh, thank you so much for being flexible from calling all the way from uh, Portugal. I'll be there next summer. I'll make sure I'll get in touch with you. Possibly we'll be able to get in touch to watch o torneio de cinco vilinhos, o jogo, né? O Steph paga os minis. Eu pago, pago, pago tudo. <risos> desde, desde que haja uma gaja boa ao meu lado, está fixe. Uh, a esposa fica em casa castigada. Ai, uh, é. <risos> Mas o Brito tem uma namorada e gosta muito dela, que eu vejo os tweets e ele é um apaixonado pela namorada. Tem que ser. Tem que ser. Um, apaixonado pelo clube yeah, e pelo namorado, é isso mesmo. É, o amor interno. Leão interno, amor interno. Já, já percebeste a conexão, Odem? Yeah, yeah, já Bem, sei, já sei. Tem que ser. E boa noite. <risos> e tem que ser. E boa noite, Canadá. Uh, Canadá, have a good evening. And from all the way to Delaware. Later, guys. Tchau. Boa noite.